0: Welcome back to Diabetics Doing Things. This is a different type of format that we're going to do this year.
1: We're new and improved, or we're back and improved?
0: Back in person, uh, you and I, and that way you guys can get more hot takes, social media clips.
1: More Rob all the time. I don't think the internet really needs that, but...
0: I don't think anybody really needs... Nobody <laughs> asked for that, for sure, but uh, I don't know. I think a big thing is we've been doing this now. 2022 will make seven years. We'll hit our seven-year diabetes Diabetics Doing Things anniversary in November. Oh, wow. was when I first started in 2015, November,
1: a pioneer so
0: start building that website. So there's a whole lot more podcasts now, and that's great, especially in the diabetes space. I welcome that. I think there should be more, uh, but a podcast has to be promoted differently now. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to move with the times.
1: We evolve. We grow. Yeah. Price is going up. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. How fun. Yeah,
0: exactly. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a short form. Uh, It'll also appear on our YouTube channel. So if you like to watch podcasts via YouTube, those will be on there. And you can get these like little tasty clips. Popping up in your feed on a regular basis.
1: So, new in 2022 is video format. Anything else that we should be looking out for?
0: Yeah, I think at the risk of saying keep it locked too many times, (laughs) you got to keep it locked for us. We're going to do, we did an experiment in November with National Diabetes Awareness Month where we really dug into some graphics, we dug into some research and just sharing a lot of. You know, graphical and you know infographics and some research from some of our partners and some of the people that we worked with from the diabetes space just to continue to raise like top level awareness around life with diabetes. So this year, I don't want to like, we'll actually like launch it appropriately, but we've got yeah. a really cool new format of diabetics doing things coming out. It's going to be a little bit more written, going to be a little bit more visual. Uh, and I'm really excited to launch that. So that's coming later in Q1. So We've got some pretty cool stuff moving. I'm really excited uh, to share all of the sort of new creative exploration. I, over the years, like I don't want to just do stuff for the sake of doing it. So we're just going to continue to to tell the amazing stories of people living with diabetes and just introduce a new format.
1: Yeah, I think we're always going to focus on the individual perspective, but also we want to speak for like a lot of groups that are sometimes forgotten about or just not talked about in general. So I'm excited to see all of Rob's ideas come to fruition in 2022.
0: And... And not just my ideas. We actually have two new team members joining the team. So, we're, Oh my we're... God,
1: surprise announcement. I didn't know you were going to tell them today.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm not going to out them yet, but uh, they are going to be working behind the scenes and sometimes maybe in front of the camera, you never know, uh, who are just going to help us grow and scale. So there's as the company ages and the demands for content continue to increase. So uh, I don't know. I'm really psyched for 2022. I've come out of a little bit of my uh, just sort of pandemic burnout, diabetes burnout a little bit and feeling good about the future.
1: In 2021, like you said, just to take it back just a little bit, we did all the graphics in November. We shared so much. I feel like there's just so much that was put out, but I saw there was a huge uptick in a specific, like specific graphics that were being shared a lot. So was there something that you think maybe caused that or?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think when you're talking about diabetes awareness, I think what People want other people in their networks and communities to understand. I mean, specifically, like on social media, most people with diabetes don't have a diabetes account, right? Where, uh, where most of their content is centered around diabetes. Like, there's regular people. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you're kind of the same way, right? And and I am a little bit as well. But so when it's National Diabetes Awareness Month, and you're trying to teach people who don't have diabetes a little bit about it. You know, you want to share things that are easy to grab onto or that resonate specifically with you. And so like our most shared post ever was a stat that we did about sleep and like hours of sleep lost per year to diabetes. I think it was 180 hours. 180,
1: yeah. It was the average. Is the average, right? Ridiculous. So that means that like, you know,
0: people are, you know, even double that is like probably not even like the highest. So
1: and I think people also resonated with it because there was folks who weren't a diabetic but was like a caregiver of a diabetic and were like, oh, we're losing sleep too. Don't forget Big about time. us or the spouses of a diabetic. Cause I think, I guess we never shout out Erica and Huston, but we never really think about like, they they're the ones who have to hear those beeps. They'd be having a rollover and be like, Oh my God, this person is not feeling good right now. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's sleep is universal.
0: Yeah. And I mean, speaking of Erica, she's a lot li- lighter sleeper than I am. And so she'll be like, your pump's going off. <laughs> and she'll like nudge me. Really? She'll have woken up. So that's always tough. But yeah. And I think that speaks also though, because there's a couple of our community member friends, Kylene, uh, as well as Lexi, okay, posted a couple of things about. I think there was two conversations about like diabetes influencer, or, like the word influencer yeah. and things like that. And they got tons of engagement and like lots of conversations. And what I had been thinking, because I was also looking at the performance of some of the other diabetes stats that were going out at the same time during National Diabetes Awareness Month, same hashtag, same all that stuff, yeah. same account. And for example the posts about insulin access got a ton of shares Mm -hmm. relative to our normal content right however they were like 10 percent of the shares of the sleep one right and what that told me is something that i think like overall about social media in general is people only share things they agree with yeah or that really resonate with them so sleep is something that we all experience um, not to say that we all don't experience access issues or cost issues right. because we all do. We all been in that pharmacy line and when our insurance doesn't go through for some reason or there's an error, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I think people are more comfortable sharing about loss of sleep than they are sharing about money because right. I think that there's like some stigma and shame associated with that. So anyway, people only share things that they agree with or they're more likely to share things that they agree with. Yeah. So share if you agree.
1: <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. The sleeping ones a give me. I think you're right that, like you said, if they... Birds of a feather, we're going to flock together. So just because we're all one community doesn't mean we're facing the same issues. So it was interesting that we saw some numbers for some things and different numbers for others. But
0: Yeah, it was cool. It was our best performing month uh, of content. We've crossed over 15K followers, which is great. Like If thanks, you're here,
1: hi. Thanks to
0: all 15,000 of you guys that follow along with us. And, uh, you know, again, we're ex- just super excited to be here. Yeah.
1: So, you, so we've been here now, you said seven years. But before you were diabetics doing things, you were just Rob Howe. And you recently, like, are celebrating, aren't you, still, like, a huge
0: anniversary right? 17 years, yeah. 17! 17. 17 years. I Wait. Know, is that a huge diversity? To me
1: it is because if you think about it, because you were, what, 15? Because you, you're, not to put your age out there, Grandpa, but you're 32 uh, now. 33, yeah, uh, yeah. 33, so that means you were, what, 16 when you were mm-hmm. diagnosed? So that means you've had diabetes more than half your life.
0: Yeah, I... Uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't think about that until you just asked it. Yeah, I have officially lived longer with diabetes than without. And I talk about that a lot because I, I remember my life before. Yeah. Not so much like meals that, without dosing or testing, you know, but I remember all the stuff that I did. And like, those aren't the things that stand out. So I think in that way, I'm very similar to people like you who live basically their whole life with diabetes, their whole conscious life. So yeah, really interesting. I don't know. I think 17 years, uh, I went... 10 years really without talking about it, you know, publicly. And then now for the last seven or so, like being more outward. Uh, and obviously like with this platform, uh, it's cool. I think for me, uh, like what what was I thinking about yeah. in terms of like going into year 17? Um, I posted this on my Instagram, but it really made me think because Marie Diaz, shout out Marie, friend, friend of the pod, talked about, she posted like a comment, like people, she asked people for hot takes or something. Yeah. And someone posted that some people with chronic illnesses are lazy.
1: Oh my God.
0: Oh Well, like <laughs> that, that was not her. Was the hot someone, take, someone else
1: has posted that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and
0: Marie like posted into you know, what do you think or whatever? And uh, so I responded to her and I was like, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because I see a lot of, I'm very online. Uh, I'm in, uh, you know, on Twitter mostly I see this, but like sometimes on Instagram too, a lot of defeatist like hard conversations and people sharing and being vulnerable about how difficult diabetes is for all the reasons that it sucks yeah um and the thing that always strikes me is that chronic illnesses and diabetes specifically affect so many people and humans are all so different across all these different populations that it makes sense that some people are lazy and some people are not. And some people like to strive to be the best that they can be. And some people are just doing the best that they can. And I don't think that that is for anybody else to comment on. Yeah. And that if you're uh, lazy or if you're identify more as disabled than somebody else, or if you don't feel like living beyond, or if you don't feel like, uh, you know, dreaming big for your life, and you're just trying to get through the day, that is so deserving of respect and dignity. And I think that the dignity and the respect is what gets taken away the quickest from people commenting on that. And so at year 17, you know, Google me, check my bio. I've done a lot of stuff. Google me. (laughs) Google me, baby, you crazy. (laughs) Uh, Shout out Jay-Z. But that doesn't matter. Like uh, treat people with dignity and respect. If you have diabetes, I acknowledge that that sucks and I I wish that you didn't have it. Uh, However, my choice is uh, that I'm going to make on a daily basis is that 100 years ago, if I had been born any other time within the last 100 years, I'd be dead. You'd be dead. Uh, All the people who are involved with this account or the people they care for would be dead. And so that's something to celebrate, that we get another chance. Uh, I'm living on borrowed time. You're living on borrowed time. So we have a choice to do what we want with that time um, and to do the best we can or, you know, the bare minimum or Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. It's our life to live. uh, And I want people to feel empowered to do that. And so 17 years in where I'm at is every day that I wake up is a huge bonus. What a joke that I get to live life. Yeah, no, seriously. How cool is that? So whether you're spending it, you know, packing lunch for your kids, taking them to school or playing in the WNBA or you know making a hundred million dollars on uh, in a startup or whatever, good for you. I'm yeah. so psyched that you have the opportunity to do that, and I want to continue to to be involved in in those stories and give that perspective to people living with diabetes.
1: I think that's kind of beautiful in a way. I mean, it's very true that if we were born a hundred years ago, we would not be alive. But I just want to like take it a step further and let you know that like regionally, we're also very lucky to be born in America. Like. As a person who has a lot of family members who don't live in America, I think about how lucky I am every day that I, that my parents made the choices that they made to make sure that I was here. Like, to go to Egypt and pull out my Afrezza and have another diabetic who's been diabetic longer than I have be like, what is that? And then me explain to them and then be like, that's real? So, like... We're also just privileged to be Americans, ultimately. It, for, for those of us who are listening, who are living in the United States, so or have access to healthcare, because there are some places where diabetes is still called the wasting disease, and you just die from it. So, and that's twenty twenty two.
0: And like even in places that know th- about diabetes, you see like uh, you know Sonia Nabeta Foundation does a lot mm-hmm. of work in Africa, and. You know, you hear stories about there's no refrigerator for 100 square Mm -hmm. miles, you know, and so you have to go travel to go get insulin or to get test strips. So you only get the the government will only provide one test strip per day Mm -hmm. or per week. So you're just living life on vibes about how you feel about your blood sugar. You know, there's been a lot of conversation recently about like taking CGM breaks. Yeah. um, And how like kind of crazy that feels because you can't know your blood sugar every second of every day. But like you know? the
1: privilege, like I don't know, we're just really lucky. There's some people who live in this country and don't have access to the things that they need and I if they're just doing the bare minimum to get by, like I get it. I really truly do. There's no judgment. We should never judge anybody for how they're living their life. Bringing it back to your comment or of what someone said that, you know, just disabled people are lazy. Like, what a crazy thing to even spout to say. Like, if that's your opinion, good but, for you, but you know, fam, a but a lot like of these
0: people that are a lot of these people believe that that's something that people believe and i and i think uh you know again you and i are very fortunate that we Are kind of like people tell you all the time. I'm sure. Oh, I don't. I didn't know you had diabetes. Yeah. I I don't think of you as that way. Mm -hmm. I I get the same thing. Who cares? Like if you're if you have to actively manage your blood sugar all the time, and you have a doctor saying that you should just lower your sugar, is like, haha. Like that's so easy to say, you know. But have some respect for people with diabetes. Put some respect. Or just
1: with disabilities in general. Like we're all living a really difficult experience, even if you have access to everything you need. Like, it it's a hard life to live. Which kind of brings me to my next question to you, Rob. So, you were diagnosed 17 years ago, and I think we all know that Rob's why is basketball, right? Like, he wanted to be good at basketball, and the only way he could excel at basketball is if he took care of his diabetes. But, like, what else? Like, was there ever anything – I mean, I just – I think about a young 17-year-old boy, and it's just, like, if he doesn't have basketball, he doesn't have, like, a sport or something, like, it must be really easy to get bad feelings, and, like, did you ever get those? And what was that like?
0: Yeah, basketball (laughs) did did not uh, leave me without bad feelings. Um, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, with blood sugars going up and down, you can, and hormones, like when you're a teenager, and so many people have been on this podcast talking about their teen years and how difficult they were. Yeah. Mine weren't super bad because I got diabetes towards the end of them and I was like already past a lot of that. But I remember like one or two days in particular where I was just feeling real angsty, like having really dark thoughts and really like depressive thoughts. And, that being due to like some hormones and some low blood sugar, and yeah. it's like wow, that was just a small moment. But you know, you can make rash decisions based on that, or like you know, that can re- affect your whole life. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, if you're out there feeling that way, or you remember your teen years and you were super burnt out, or you were like really, really struggling, I get that that, that happened for me. And with basketball, yeah, I had that, and that was my thing I wanted to do, but my college years of basketball were not easy. They were full of angst and frustration. And I did a lot of growing up and learned a lot about like really wanting something and like having to work for it. Um, most of my life prior to that had been pretty easy. You know, I live in America with a great family and my parents were around and helped me do whatever I wanted to do. And there was an environment there where I could grow and people in my court, and I acknowledge like how lucky I and fortunate I am to have that. And basketball in college forced me to like nut up a little bit, and, yeah. and um, you know none of that stuff mattered. It didn't matter where I came from, who my parents were, or like whatever. Well, or, no, what but I wonder if were. it did,
1: right? Like, if the is like remove basketball, right? Because it's like, has Rob Howe always been the ideal diabetic patient? And it kind of sounds like you have been, like, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, yeah. Why lie, right? So it sounds like it was a factor of things like. You probably had some really good open communication with your parents. Or are we lying? I don't no, know. No, no, that's right. I
0: I think it it boils down to my personality. I'm a rule follower. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which, you know, you think about it, it's like, oh, Rob's an entrepreneur. Like, he's a disruptor or whatever. It's like, no, dude, I, follow, I have followed the rules my whole life. Like, it's – and so I've mentioned this before on, like, panels and things. Diabetes resonates with me. And I'm very fortunate that the chronic illness that I l- drew the lucky card on has – fairly straightforward rules and principles that i could grasp onto early enough and fit my lifestyle do i like it no but i can still i I am capable of doing it and i know that some people are and some people aren't and it's different for everybody but yeah i have (laughs) and i had a great relationship with my endocrinologist i'm kind of a a person you're an
1: anomaly it's weird like it sounds like you lucked out and everywhere like had great parents who let you communicate with them openly had a good endocrinologist yeah had a had a why at a young age for success yeah you got lucky i
0: don't know hopefully i can help people who maybe didn't get that same experience. So that's like, the question, right? So
1: if that. you're a younger guy and you are struggling with the depression of maybe having diagnosed, been diagnosed a few years, like let's say four to five, and you're just now coming to terms with you know adulthood, what do you say to a young man? Because I guess I'm not a dude, right? So I don't know what kind of hormones you guys are going through.
0: Man, all, all kinds of hormones. And like <laughs> the joke that I tell is, and it always resonates more with parents, is when I was 16, I didn't go to diabetes camp because I was too cool and I knew everything. You're a loser. And yeah, I mean, I, I didn't realize what I was missing. So the hard thing is like, what would I say to myself or what would I say to somebody who's 17 or 16? What I, what I would say has probably already been said. Somebody yeah. probably told me the right thing, but I was too cool and I knew everything. And so I didn't really listen. And it's t- not till later in your life where you look back and you're like, oh, wow, somebody probably did tell me that. Or that perspective was given to me, but I just wasn't in the right place to receive it. So. For me, what I would say, though, because you got to say something, yeah, is that it's going to be okay. I think don't, like every single moment, every single blood sugar, every single like event seems so important, but in the grand scheme of things, like it's a long life. Yeah. And, and like I wouldn't get too hung up on one thing because the next day you're still going to have to wake up, check your blood sugar, and you know count your carbs. Like that's going to be you're going to have to do that forever. And that does get bu- burdensome and cumbersome. But there's also people out there who, you know, it's never been easier to find somebody with diabetes. Like, yeah. even if you're just like on TikTok now, you're not even looking for it. It'll just pop up for you. you yep. know? So I, I think, you know, it's normal. A lot of people have it. There's been amazing people who've gone before you and will come after you and take it one day at a time, and give your cut yourself a break. And for parents, I always remind them to remember what it was like when they were teenagers. Because even I like only seventeen years removed, like forget sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and you, I'm sure as well. Like every day, if somebody call like called your outfit bad or ugly, like you would come home upset. I, like me too. Like I had. I remember not
1: my fit. <laughs> yeah, like
0: oh, not my fit, or like you know, hey, you had like a fa- your face broke out, or like you said the wrong thing, and then like somebody makes fun of you because. When you're a teenager and you're different, and diabetes is a difference. Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk
1: about this. I feel like I'm being traumatized right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. See? So, yeah. I, I would just say, like, take it take it one day at a time.
1: Uh, someone said to me a few weeks ago, and it really, like, I can't stop thinking about it, but I really wish someone would have told me when I got diagnosed. The worst thing that could ever happen in life, ever, like, for any situation is a bad feeling. And I was just like, oh, my God, like that's so deep because feelings come and go like it's not even bad feelings. Like they're not permanent, even if when you're because, you know, I struggle with anxiety and depression. And even when I'm depressed, like it doesn't stay depressed, like you'll find yourself laughing at some stupid thing when you're depressed. So I guess that would be my one thing I'd say to someone is just it's just a feeling and you just have to kind of sit with it for a minute and it'll go away. But you have to like give it you have to give yourself some space.
0: Space is the right thing. And I've been doing something recently, so like the last Ooh. six weeks, or four weeks, I guess, uh, called Cosmic Insignificance Therapy. What the? <laughs> Which I know, like, I'm a super nerd, but Cosmic no, I think Insignificance it's nerdy. Therapy. It's just
1: like, what is it? I've never heard of this.
0: Well, think about it. Like, how many people have lived all, uh, of all time? You know what I mean? And we look at people, uh, and for me specifically, like Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron James, oh, the greats. Like okay. Steve Jobs, like okay. these great like movers and shakers, right? There's so few of them. There's like, you know, the likelihood that you're gonna even be remotely in that conversation is like less than 0.1%. No. Right? Uh and even still, like in a hundred years, will anybody give a shit about Steve Jobs? Probably not. You know, so even on that, on that note, like, we don't matter at all. Nope. And yet, at the same time, you matter a ton. Yep. So you can, like, matter more and less than you think. And so whether, again, back to that, like, whether you're just getting your kids to school every day or you're, you know, making lunch for your kids could be the most important thing you ever do. Yeah. And even if you never, you know, a few years ago, I started talking about, like, for many years, I chased immortality. And I've stopped that. But I didn't stop giving myself grief about it in my head. So... It's like, oh, well, you're not this or you're not that or or hey, you haven't built anything that's going to last or inspire generations to come. And for some reason, we think that that's a failure. So cosmic insignificance therapy is just acknowledging that you don't matter, that it's an accident that you're alive. Uh, and think of all the things that had to happen for us to get here today.
1: I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the thought of you like sitting in a yoga position saying, I ain't shit. I ain't shit.
0: Every day I wake <laughs> up and I think about my death and I'm just like, yeah, I, I have to spend active time thinking about when I'm going to die because that way I don't waste any time. You know, it's
1: interesting in Islam. We have this thing where when someone dies, you're supposed to look upon their face because their fate is your destiny. And that's a crazy thing to think about because literally like we're all just, we all be there. Sorry to we're... be so doom and gloom. Welcome to quarter one of diabetics doing me. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, uh, we lost some people close to us last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It was a I, tough year. And um, Denish and Tom were, were like the, the two people towards the end of the year. And very young people, friends of ours, taken away. And like you said, uh, we're going to be there one day. That's like the only guarantee. Yeah. And, and so when you think about it, it's not doom and gloom. It's, okay, well, today I have... Today, breath. today I have an opportunity. Yeah. Today I can be grateful for my relationships, for the things that I do have. Serotonin versus dopamine. Like looking at what you have in front of you, and instead of saying, "Well, this isn't as significant as Steve Jobs or Justin Bieber or Kim Kardashian," no, uh, this is what I have, and it's beautiful. And again, like, so think about it. Let's just break down you and me for a se- for a second. Uh, your parents had to come to an entire new part of the world yeah. together. Yeah. No, separately. Se- separately. Yeah. From different places. Yeah. And speaking different languages. Yeah. And then run into each other and meet and start a life together to have you. Yeah. uh, Yeah. My parents, the same thing. Like, you know, they, they came from different places. Uh, they met in, in happenstance. A lot of uh, odds against them. And then... They had to commit to a life together and just, and just, that's just one generation. So even before that, yeah, it's wild. And then you have to be here in Dallas, Fort Worth, and I have to be here in Dallas, Fort Worth, yeah. and you have to come across each other. You started a little diabetes support group or were part of one. Yeah. And I saw it in Dallas and thought, Hey, well, let's, let's just make friends. And then here we are. So it's weird when you think about how crazy and what, a, honestly, like a miracle it is to be alive at all. Yeah. Uh, it can really shift your perspective. So anyway, that's what I'm going this year. I'm trying to be a little less hard on myself and take it day by day and just celebrate like, Hey, you know what? Today we're alive.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah, No, I think one of my favorite things my dad has always said is, um, leaving your house and coming back is a blessing. Like big, like going to the grocery store and coming home. Oh man, I want to cry. But yeah, no, it's just, I think that we did lose some good people last year and both of us went through some emotional stuff at the end of the year. And it's kind of given us this resurgence for 2022 and to just be grateful for the platform that we have and to let other people know, you know how not bad it is to have diabetes
0: because we do amazing things every day. So yeah, it can not be terrible. Yeah. It can be okay. We can have a little bright spot, uh, in the, in those moments. So thanks for tuning in. I'm excited to spend some time with you guys this year and keep it locked to diabetics doing things.